Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here with Spring and Andrew. How are you doing today, Andrew? I am doing just fine. My face is kind of itchy, but I'm good. Yeah, we've been inside for a while now, huh? (laughs) This is my third week. I mean, I kind of like it. Like I said last time, I get to hang out with my boys and my dog and my... Well, there's cats who live here, but you don't really get to hang out with them because they're stupid cats. But uh, (laughs) I haven't been shaving, so I have... Not a very good beard for three weeks. It's a pretty sad, like it's scraggly. I use uh, my partner's hair dye in the shower to make it show up since my hair is so light blonde and it's a little bit itchy. Little bit I itchy. have to tell you, I'm a little concerned about my hair not being as vibrantly pink coming up soon. And that's what I'm most concerned about in my in your hair. Hair, immediate hair world, hair world yeah <laughs> well now and now like uh if you're ordering stuff online if it's not considered an essential it can take like a month there was a book that i wanted to read for fun i'm like oh yeah i'll order a book because i finished i finished all of my books all my new books are done i read mm-hmm. a lot and uh i ordered it it's not going to get here until may and that's okay right because people need food and toilet paper and medication and and things to entertain their terrible children like those are all much more important than my book but your that's hair funny. i ordered your... a puzzle and it got here like within 24 hours huh so maybe you will be but able to maybe rescue. they consider it yeah they might consider that essential though because you know you got to do puzzles during quarantine yeah so, so what all do you need? Do you need like manic panic and bleach or, or what? Oh, look, I'm not bleaching my own roots. That's not happening. Then I will have no hair. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, I will take pictures of spring's progression to a natural not pink and sh- share them all with you over the next month. No, yeah. It's not going to happen. Anyway, I mean, yeah, so we're all uh, figuring out this kind of new normal, what it feels like, um, what it looks like to live this way. And, um, I think, you know, a lot of us are adjusting and there's still a lot of people that are also, uh, losing their jobs and having uh, a lot of trouble. And a lot of our parents and grandparents are facing, um, you know, disastrous health effects as well from coronavirus. And so, Um, All joking aside, you know, this is a pretty challenging time and um, we're happy to bring a little bit of levity as we talk about some fun sex things, some things that you might want to try as you're like getting maybe a little bored at home or some things that you might want to try once you're uh, back out exploring with some partners. <laughs> I feel like we should have done an episode like how not to have the accidental Corona baby. Like, yeah. Or how not to drive your partner crazy. I think that's what my partner wants me to do an episode on. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. Yeah. So next week when we are like week five into isolation, we'll start talking. No, that's a good next week. We'll, we'll, we'll plan something along those lines. <laughs> but I'm really excited to talk about our questions for this week. 
I'm really excited too. This one's so good. So uh, this is another multi-part question. Thank you listeners for submitting all of these different pieces. Um, So one of the questions came from, I assume a female listener. I want to peg my boyfriend, but don't know how to ask. Hey, I want to peg you. (laughs) The next question. uh, (laughs) My girlfriend really wants to peg me and keeps bugging me about it. And I keep saying no. It's not really a question, listener, but we'll get we'll we'll, we'll dig through. <laughs> um, and then the third question, which I think we should talk about first, is what is pegging? Yeah, I think I think that's the one we'll start with. <laughs> what is pegging? Yeah, so I mean, um, pegging is a slang term for uh, using a strap-on or a dildo of some type to enter someone's anus. So it's anal sex with um, something that is not naturally a part of one of our bodies, right? So using something to penetrate the anus. And it doesn't matter if the person receiving the anal sex is male or female. So pegging is just using the strap on to have anal sex. So a lot of times we kind of think of pegging as a female using a strap on um, and as someone who identifies as male, right? But that's not always the case. Yeah. So most of the time when we talk about pegging, it was a word that was kind of created so people could say that I like to have things up my butt, but I don't like anal. So it's this really interesting kind of term and it's kind of charged as well, uh, where some people really love it. And then other people are really kind of afraid or offended or have a lot of misconceptions about what it is. Um, But really, like Spring said, pegging is anal insertion with some kind of sex toy. Uh, Often it's a strap-on. It can be a dildo. Um, There are butt plugs that people can use for this as well. There's all things that kind of fit under this umbrella term. And most of the time uh, it's talked about in context of uh, a woman um, using a toy to penetrate a man. It doesn't have to be that way, but most of the time that's when the term is applied. Yeah. And so I think that um, one of the things that really shot pegging into the spotlight was um, Broad City did an episode on pegging um, about five years ago now. And when they did this episode, um, it like every everybody was just doing articles on pegging. The internet was just blowing up about pegging. Um, should I try it? What's happening? Like, what is this? And uh, that just kind of you know shot it into the um, the the culture a little bit more and kind of brought it out as something that people might want to try. So there's a. I have a funny story. I'm going to tell everyone real quick. So I have a really good friend who reads fan fiction you know what fan fiction is yeah so okay but this is smutty fan fiction where it's like harry potter characters like ron and harry who fall in love um and it's really interesting reading about people describing anal insertive sex from a female perspective uh because they forget things like lube our best friend like it's just that when we talk about pegging it's not just this mystical magical experience where you just like you know slam and done like 
There's a lot that goes on in this process. Uh, If you're interested, we have an episode called How to Anal, where our friend Cindy comes and really takes you step by step of what you need to do to open up and be ready to take something into an anus. Um, Hegging, essentially, you follow all of those same rules, uh, where there's just a lot that goes on. Like in the fanfic, you can't just, you know, like bend over and take it. There's a lot of other steps involved. I don't know. Should we talk about some of those steps? Should we refresh people on what might need to happen? Wait, what was happening in this fan fiction? Why did you bring that up? Oh, because uh, people were engaging in anal sexual acts without any kind of lubricant. They were just like, oh, yeah, put it in me. And then there was no like lube at all. Ouchie, ouchie, ouch, ouch. So, okay. Yeah. you You can't have anal sex without lube. (laughs) No. Yeah. I don't think we need to go through all of that again, but I think we can highlight a few points. So definitely go listen to our how to anal episode. Um, But yeah, I mean, lube is number one on the how to anal. And number two, I think is slow. (laughs) Expand. Uh, I think a lot of times when people are interested in pegging, they'll go to a sex store, they'll go to Amazon, and they'll buy like a giant hawking strap-on cock. And unless you're with a very experienced partner, you're going to want to get the very small, non-assuming, like very gentle, kind of soft one. So if we're talking about tools, it's patience, it's being gentle, it's lots and lots and lots of lube, and then an anal safe sex toy in probably a quite small size at first. Yeah. And so, um, and we go into all of this in detail. It's episode 44 is the anal one. Um, we go into quite a lot of detail, you know, about how to warm up, how to kind of start small. Um, and so definitely go back and listen to that if uh, this is something you're interested in trying. Um, but today we're going to talk kind of more about some of the communication, obviously, and uh, other things to kind of consider when thinking about pegging? So a lot of time whenever people start talking about pegging uh, because it involves a butt, uh, sometimes people get really upset or really kind of offended or really afraid to talk about it. There's still that ongoing myth that if a man puts anything in his butt, it's gay. he's gay, right? And men are terrified of people like perceiving them or assuming that they're gay, uh, even though Like uh, if you are having sex with a not man and that not man is putting something into your butt, you are having non-gay sex unless you're a woman and have it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The ideas. Yeah. So, I mean, um, there is some ideas some people have that if a male's anus is being stimulated, that is gay sex. But gay sex is when two people who identify as the same gender are having sex together. Um, That's the only thing that makes any sex gay ever is if two people are gay and having sex together. I mean, I have a question that I was going to save for an episode, but I had someone come ask me to my face. It was a face-to-face conversation about I don't like to go down as a girl. Uh, I like don't like to go down or give oral sex to my boyfriend because he doesn't wash his ass because he's afraid if he touches his anus, it will be gay. That's how crazy... Yeah, you should see Spring's face right now. She's like looking at me like I'm a crazy... Like, I, 
and I sit there and I'm like, well, okay, let's let's talk about it a little bit. Um, yeah, if you touch yourself, it is not a gay act, and and if you are not cleaning your ass, you don't deserve to get oral sex. <laughs> but I mean, but this is really one of the big underlying issues as well with pegging, because often men are just really terrified that if they engage in a behavior that they might like, like, if I like this, does this make me gay? And no, it absolutely doesn't make you gay. Like, liking to be close to and having sex with and being attracted to people of the same gender as you, those are things that make you gay. Liking to touch body parts that potentially feel good make you a person who enjoys feeling good and pleasure. Yeah, and, you know, I think it's really interesting that... um some men have been afraid to try pegging with their girlfriend because of this idea that, you know, it would make them gay. And, um, and when we think about, you know, what that really means, that does mean that there are still so many stereotypes in our society about what being gay actually means. Right. So if somebody is so afraid that, you know, exploring some act with their partner implies that they're gay in some way. And like, what is so wrong with that? And what is kind of, um, all built into that stereotype and why that upsets someone that's, these are the things, you know, these are the reasons that we want to keep talking about sex and talking about sexual behaviors and breaking down these barriers and these stigmas because, that is damaging to all of society when people think things like that and when they feel things like that. And I don't think that it's necessarily somebody's fault, you know, for feeling that way um, because they have been conditioned through society to think a lot of these things. Um, and so we don't want to blame people that have these knee jerk responses, but we do want to challenge them and we do want to start to have these conversations and say, you know, um, why do you think that and what's wrong with that? And, um, and, you know, if you're interested in starting to, uh, feel some, sensations around your anus <laughs> why don't you try it out <laughs> uh so with that we're gonna go uh take a short break and we'll be right back to, to start getting into the other questions all right see you in a sec Welcome back, everybody. Uh, today we are talking about pegging, um, and we were just talking about some of like the broader societal implications and potential reasons why people may not want to engage in the behavior. Um, but I think we should talk about these questions. So uh, our first question comes from a female listener who wants to peg her boyfriend but doesn't know how to ask. Mm. Well, first you could have them listen to this episode where we say like it's perfectly normal and fine if everybody wants to do it. Um, so for me, okay. This question, how many men ask their girlfriends or wives or whomever they're dating for anal, right? All of them? I mean, <laughs> I don't know if it's all, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty persistent common sort of thread in your heterosexual relationships, right? Um, like, this is the same kind of thing where 
like maybe be like, hey, so I really want to peg you. But if I get to peg you, then you get to anal me. Like there's lots of different things that I would kind of build into it to make it more lighthearted and fun. Um, you could also be really honest, be like, you know, I'm really interested in trying this. It's a kink that I want to explore and I want to explore it with you uh, and and see how they respond. Um I think if you have good sexual communication with your partner, otherwise asking for this kind of stuff isn't that big of a deal. Now, if you've been with your partner for seven years and have only had vanilla sex and you're really bored and you've never done anything kinky and then all of a sudden in the out of the middle, nowhere you'll be like, oh, I want to stick a dildo in your butt. Like, I think that's the point where it might go, oh, it might be a little bit problematic, but keep listening to our episodes and the way that we talk about sexual communication. And then you get to stuff like this and you're like, Hey, honey, I want to try something. And it's, it's not that bad. What do you think spring? Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, you know, using these things around us, like using these, uh, kind of opportunistic things to bring things up is really great. Like, you know, um, like Andrew mentioned, listening to this episode with your partner or having them listen to it, or, you know, even watching like that episode of Broad City, um, like these things where you can, um, use other things to help jumpstart the conversation, make it, easier to broach the topic. Like say, oh, this was a really interesting episode that I watched or listened to. I want to listen to it or watch it with you. And then, then you can start to have a conversation. Like, what do you think about that? Like, would you ever be interested in that? And that does make things a lot easier, like having a kind of entry point, um, lubed up for you. Right. Entry point lubed up Mm -hmm. for you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I knew where I was going with that. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I think that, I mean, there, so we do always say, you know, it's all about communication and here it definitely is. And it's about being, um, a little knowledgeable about, you know, where your relationship is with your partner and what, um, thing, like how many things you've kind of tried exploring together and, um, starting to like have those discussions. And, you know, if you've tried a lot of things and you've been very explorative, you know, it might just be like, Hey, do you want to try this? Um, and if you haven't, then you need to back that up a little and start to talk about like, do you want to start trying some different things in our sexual activities? And, um, this might not be the first thing you want to start with, right? Absolutely. Uh, like, and if you go back to many of our earlier, ep- we're referencing earlier episodes a lot. We've talked about like, how do I do kink or how do I do non-vanilla things? Like asking someone to engage in pegging is part of that overall process, right? And you should go into it knowing that there are a lot of men uh, who will have quite a bit of, you know, hesitation, reticence, fear of engaging in any kind of butt play, anal play because of that, that assumption of gayness. But if you go into it knowing all of that and being secure and asking, I mean, yes. The important part, though, is if your partner says no, right? And they said, like, I'm absolutely not interested. I don't want to engage in this with you. I've never wanted to. I don't want to. That's okay. And if you ask any question for a sex act and the person says no, that's okay. Yeah. And 
I think, you know, a lot of times when we get this question from, um, females, you know, and they're saying, um, I really want to pick my boyfriend and he's saying no. Um, sometimes they feel frustrated because they have tried anal sex with their boyfriend and maybe that was something scary for them. And so then they kind of feel angry that their partner doesn't want to try that in the reverse. Right. And so that's understandable. Um, and we always want to respect our partners and respect consent as well. So I think that you can have conversations with your partner about why they don't want to engage in that. And that's okay. It's not being pushy to ask for more details or try to understand your partner's point of view. Um, and you know, if it is something that is like, Oh, I don't want to do that because, uh, that's gay or because, you know, of something else, then yeah, that's something you could explore a little more. But if they're just totally not interested in that, then you have to respect that. Yeah. I mean, boundaries are really important and sexual boundaries are really important as well. So asking your partner like, hey, I want to peg you is fine. is good. It's healthy. Like it's something that you want to do. Um, now, the other part of this is if I if like you are the person who's being asked to get pegged and you say no, absolutely not. Sometimes you have to make some other concessions as well. Right? Like, okay, well, why don't we watch pegging porn together and get off? Like, there's lots of other things that you can kind of do to meet someone partially, like, halfway there. I don't even want to say halfway there, but ways that you can play with someone's kink or be there with somebody and still respect your boundaries. Um, but I really want to get to this last question for the day, um, which is what we've kind of been talking about. My girlfriend really wants to peg me and keeps bugging me. And I keep saying, no, what do I do? Um, right. This is, this is what I call coercive sex, right? If you've said right. no to something and someone keeps asking you, and normally we get this question the other way where it's a woman who comes to us and is like, Hey, my boyfriend c won't keep asking me for anal sex, like pretends to try to slide it in, touches my butthole, all of these things. This is flipped. Um, and I give the exact same advice here. Like if someone is coercing you into a sexual act, right? You do not have to commit that act. That person doesn't respect you. They don't respect your sexual boundaries. Like this is right on the cusp of sexual assault, sexual harassment and rape as well. Yeah. Like we have to be really like diligent uh, that whenever it's happening in the other direction that we don't change definitions. And sometimes people do that. Like people look at the, like if a man is coercing a woman, it's bad and it's rape and it's sex. So if a woman is coercing a man, you know, like maybe he should try it because it might feel good. Now it might feel good and he might love it right? There's always a chance. Just like there are a lot of women who try anal sex and they love it as well. But, right? If someone says no, they don't want to do something and that person keeps coming at... There's a lot more to this question that the person submitted, like talking to their friends about it and bringing in other people into this. Like, this is straight up coercion and like, dump her. <laughs> so... Or get like dumped, like take a dump. So anyway... So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, um, I think, um, it, and I agree, like if someone's coercing you, that is, um, terrible. Um, and, you know, sometimes, um, especially in this scenario, I think where, um, a woman is wanting to try this and, um, f could feel like, uh, she had tried anal and might feel like it's unfair or something. Um, I think that 
the partner really just needs to sit down and have a serious conversation with her, you know, and say like, um, you joking about this and bringing it up with other people isn't okay. I don't want to do this. And I don't care if other people like it, like I don't want to do it. And, you know, she might not realize that she's being coercive. Um, and I, I don't think that that's an excuse whatsoever. No matter what your gender, it's not okay to coerce. Um, but because this is kind of something that has, um, been coming up in uh, culture a little bit more. She might think it's okay to joke about, or she might kind of think like it's okay to like talk about in that way with friends. And, um, and, and it's not okay to bring up something, you know, that somebody doesn't want to do and doesn't want to engage with in front of other people. Like that is, uh, we, we've had an episode about that as well, talking about, you know, what you're doing with your partner, with your friends, and that there needs to be consent for that as well. So just bringing that up to their friends and, you know, and trying to like um, get friends on board or get them on her side for that, like is extremely coercive and also um, very um, uncomfortable, not okay. Like there's no consent for that. Um, so I'm not backing this person at all, but I think, you know, that um, there could be some like sociocultural things affecting why um, she could be doing that. And like, and maybe, you know, just having that conversation with her, the, um, the coercive girlfriend that yet that this is coercive or, or having her listen to this episode. (laughs) Uh, I mean, anytime that you would flip the script and people would be upset by the question, like if there was a man who was constantly badgering his girlfriend into anal sex and just like talked to the friends about it and kind of shamed her in public about it and told her she might like it. And people would say, dude, stop. That's wrong. I mean, it should be if person a keeps continually asking person B, for this thing that they're not interested in and brings friends in and keeps doing all of this. That's where it's a problem. Yeah. We're not talking about like oral reciprocation or anything else, though. I do think it's a good plan for women. If like, if you think you might be interested in uh, pegging at some point, like keep that card close to you. And then whenever like they ask for anal, be like, okay, but I get to peg you first. Cause I want to see what that's like. Like there are ways that you could, could make it work. And if they say yes, have at it, have a ball, get ready for anal because you're going to get it too. I think that's one of the great things about asses is we all have one and it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight or any relationship that you're in, there's always a chance to, you know, take a dump on someone's idea or to have some fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, everyone has butts. (laughs) Uh, So everybody does have butts. Um, Just a couple other things to say about pegging. Um, A lot of men really, really like it. Right. So if they try it, they really, really like it. And a lot of men prefer to try it on their own first. There is a special kind of toy called a prostate massager. Um, And if you look up those kind of toys that a man could use by himself first, often that's a nice way for him to get more used to those sensations and then bringing someone else in. Like a lot of men do like it, but you can't use the but you might like it because if you ever try to coerce someone into engaging in an act that you want because they might like it it's not whether they like it or not it's because you want it and not them and that's really the fault there all right anything else to say about pegging today (laughs) well i was thinking that maybe i could tell you a joke about pegging 
Ugh, is it going to come out as crappy as all your other jokes? Ha, ha, ha. See what I did, everybody? See what I did? I was the fun- I'm the funny one today. Oh. All right. I will laugh just as hard at that as I would have laughed at my joke. Don't worry. <laughs> Check out Instagram for Crim- for Spring's uh, pegging joke later this week. Um, <laughs> all right, everybody. Consent matters. Consent is important. And make sure that you think about what consent means in this. And uh, we have a whole bunch of previous episodes where you can uh, get additional information if you're interested. We have episode 44, which is about anal. We have episode 17, which is about like building more kink into your relationships. Um, and I think that's about it. Anything else that you need to add, Spring? Ready to close this one out? That's all. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening. If you have any questions or any follow-up for this episode, feel free to reach out to us. We're the sexwrap at gmail.com. That's wrap with a W. Uh, you can call us at 413-I-RAPIT. And we're really active on our social media at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Sex Rap. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good one. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too af- Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.